You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast, where we talk to Kathy Mills. We talk about all sorts of things, including Kathy's diagnosis of a thyroid issue about 15 years ago, right through to right now, where she's competing in triathlons. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am very excited to chat with Kathy Mills. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you for having me. It's so good to talk to you because um, after hearing a com- uh, what was it like a little speech that you gave at Running Club quite a few years ago now, I think COVID's kind of compressed time a bit, but a few, a few years ago, I remember thinking um, once I started the podcast, oh, I must get Kathy on because I really did like listening to some of your running story then. It was so heartfelt and I thought we should share it with more people. So that's one of the reasons I tapped you on the shoulder, even though you don't necessarily want to jump on. So I do appreciate you taking up your time to share it with us. Thank you. That's all right. Thank you. All right. Let's start at the start. Where did you grow up, Kathy? I grew up in Launceston, um, actually out on Patina Road, and we moved to Riverside um, at the end of high school. So I'm um, Launceston born and bred. And how many siblings do you have? I have three sisters. Wow. I'm- I think I know too. You do. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> yes, yes. That's, no, <laughs> that's right. Fiona runs with the Launceston Running Club and Rebecca's just starting to run with the club. Yes. Um, yeah. Is yep. your, your other sister a bit of a runner? Does she? Um, not really, no. Um, she probably would have been better than all of us, but, um, yeah, not, di- not the direction she went. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, when you were kids, what kind of, how did sport play a role in your life? What sort of things did you do when it came to physical running around and that kind of stuff? Um, Mum always took us to little athletics. So we did little athletics, um, yeah. played netball at school, um, mm-hmm. played netball a bit through high school and then went on to play hockey for a couple of years after high school. And okay. um, I spent a lot of years playing um, indoor netball. Um, but apart from that, we didn't really get, you know, really involved in sport um, early on. Uh, it wasn't until later in life that I took up running um, and yeah, did take it up and then stopped and then went back to it again. Yeah. Okay. So when you were kids, like I, I've also met your dad now. Uh, he's got <laughs> he's got horses. Did you? Or at least he does now. Is that a part of your childhood? The horse. Yes. Side? Yes. Um, I had um, horses when I was growing up. Um, yep. Yeah, and up until probably 12 years ago, I had a horse. So, um, yeah, I did spend a a lot of time riding. Most of my weekends were taken up with horses and riding, yes. So what kind of riding was it? Was it like pony club sort of things or was it just riding, not just, Just but really riding out into the... Yeah, we had... Hmm? No, I didn't compete with the horses. Um, Just had a... um, We had a 10-acre property out on um, Eccleston, um, out on... Tina Road um, and there was a, a block across the road so I just used to go and ride around the bush up there and yeah just have fun yeah, yeah. that's actually I went to Pony Club on King Island for maybe 
one season and then I just got sick of them telling me what to do I just want to go for a ride <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to turn left it when they said and right you know so anyway so that's how I I spent most of my time riding yeah. through my childhood but just around in the the family property and and that kind of stuff so yeah yeah and it, it's fun you know you just go out there and you spend you know nearly all day out there riding yeah. and, and having a nice time yeah it's interesting because I think that even though it's not sport and it's not like organised, that's still a very physical sort of activity. It, it, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. I'd struggle these days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> is, is it like riding a bike? <laughs> riding a horse? No, I think you need different different muscles in your legs to, to grip with your legs. And, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, yeah, involved. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So when you you went to Riverside High School, I assume. No, no, I went to Prospect. Oh, you went to Prospect. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, did you? What did you do when you finished school? I did a year of TAFE, and then I got a job, which I still have the same job. Wow! Really? Uh, yeah, I've been in the same job for thirty-two years. What do you do, Kathy? I'm actually a paralegal. So I started out as the junior in the office and worked my way up to reception. And now I manage the probate files in the office, which is deceased estates. Um, I do prove wills in the Supreme Court, call in assets and distribute funds for estates. That's a very specialised field, really, isn't it? Like it's quite, I think, I mean, you've been doing it for however many years that is yeah <laughs> yeah probably doing the probate work probably um 10 years I suppose yeah yeah so do and you really is, enjoy it that I do yeah I really enjoy it and yeah we have lovely clients so it's um yeah it's really good and you've worked mm. with the same company all that time that's right yes yeah. that's amazing you don't you just don't hear that stuff very much anymore like people Careers are like five or ten years. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, no. A um, lot of lot of people in the office have been there longer than me, so wow. yeah. So no, we we're like a little little family. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm. Um, so that's quite sedentary too, though. So it, you said that you ran for a while and then you didn't, and then you came back to it. Yeah. How long did yeah. you? How long did you not? run or or do any kind of sport I suppose um probably I would say oh god probably 15 years um yeah yeah and it's not like um not like you do nothing it's um yeah it's just there's nothing that sticks in your mind that you stuck at it consistently for during that period yeah you know you might have done a bit of walking might have done a bit of bike riding or and a little bit of running but nothing that was consistent mm. yeah so yeah. when you did can because uh, I can clearly remember in my mind when I was younger before I really took on running and became a runner in my head perhaps um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just you know oh I'm going to start running this week and I would run two or three days and then I wouldn't run again for a month or two <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but when I did on those times when I was running for those little blips, it was because I wanted to feel healthier, to lose some weight or whatever. Like I had a purpose. It wasn't to, wasn't at that period to enter event or anything like that. But um, uh -huh. is, was they your motivations, those kind of motivations, those sort of 
you know, want to lose weight or I just want to feel healthy or I just know I should. <laughs> you know, yeah, a little, little bit to lose weight. Um, when I was about, oh, I reckon, 25, I um, put on an awful lot of weight really quickly mm-hmm. and um, discovered I had an, um, it was actually an overactive thyroid, oh. which is supposed to lose weight, but um, I put on weight. That's so. clever of you. <laughs> Well, do the opposite. I think I think I'm I think I'm a one in a million for putting on weight with oh, wow. <laughs> with it. So I mean that took a long time to get that sorted, and I didn't shift that weight for probably twenty years. Wow, that was mm. a struggle. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what kind of things did you do to try? I mean, apart from the medical, you know, where they were trying to obviously get the thyroid working properly. Like physically and and I suppose, you know, the exercise and eating, you must have been for yourself going through all kinds of things to. Yeah, well, the, the weight just wouldn't shift. Um, mm. it, even, even with the medication, it wouldn't shift. Um, but it wasn't until I changed um, what I was doing. So running wouldn't move it. It was when I took up cycling and swimming oh, wow. that it dropped off. Yeah, so it was, um, it was the change in, I'd say, just the change in, muscles that we're using and and that it was yeah that it all dropped off and it dropped off very quickly too so when you started running again was that after that period was that kind of just at the end of it it was actually during that period um so i i was running and i was a real struggle um Mm. i used to because i live up on rosethorn road i used to just run run down eccleston road um then up stevens down along the highway and then walk home yeah and i actually went to park run one day and tripped over a rock and couldn't run for about eight weeks i think it was and that's when i'd started the cycling and the um swimming yeah and within two months I'd lost about 20 kilo that's amazing mm. like, I was shocked too <laughs> but it's just that whether it was that change of um of activity yeah it shocked your yeah. body into you know this is what we're doing now we're moving uh which just happens to be a different way so therefore you should respond in a different way you know your body should respond to the exercise in a different way yeah yep and um when I went back to running after that running was so much easier it was fun it was yeah yeah my um my short runs became my long run became my short runs type thing so wow. I used to do a longer run of 10k of a, a weekend and um that became my daily short run that's mm. amazing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> how, long, how long ago was it that that little transition happened um that was about five years I would say yeah, wow. yeah so it still probably yeah, feels five. quite fresh and exciting for you you know yeah a new lease on life because I imagine you know those 15 years of trying to just do everything you can everything you know should work and with yeah. it not working just how frustrating that would be because I know is, myself yeah. just try and get rid of Christmas and <laughs> <laughs> yeah very frustrating um, it is not to mention I'm now going into that middle part of your life where nothing wants to budge, <laughs> no matter what you do. Um, yeah. I can only, yeah, it just must have been very frustrating. That um, was, yeah. So now that you, you, you are still swimming and, um, or you were still cycling? 
I do still swim and cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I actually compete in triathlon more than running at the moment. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're so busy. Tell me what, like, so, okay, we've got you through. You've had an office career um, for a long time, all of your working life. You had, um, it's obviously a sedentary thing because it's an office kind of career generally. Um, you've always been a bit of a mover, even though you were quite overweight. That was due to a medical uh, problem, which is, that's what I'm picking up on. And then uh, you started swimming and cycling and everything changed for you, thanks to an injury. <laughs> <laughs> falling at, uh, falling at over yes <laughs> yay yeah so, so these days what does your weekly exercise look like Kathy how do you get through your week shock us all <laughs> with how much exercise you do <laughs> it, it depends Monday mornings I have swimming at um, six o'clock so I swim with um try at Launceston um so six o'clock is swimming um and if I feel, feel like a run on a Monday night, I'll do a run, but um, some Monday nights I go for a massage too. Um, Tuesday mornings, I like to have my long run on a Tuesday morning. So I try to do a long run Tuesday. So you, do you work uh, full time? I do, yeah. yeah right. so, so your morning time, that's like a very early run then, is it? <laughs> It is. <laughs> so I start work at nine. So I okay. try and try as possible to get out by five o'clock. So I get up at four. I like to do things in the morning. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, head off by about five-ish and yep, just get as long as, uh, I do use a torch, but um, yeah, once I get down on the highway and that I don't. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, head off at that time and yeah. Um, so that's Tuesdays. How long did, and you say, did you say how long you do that? Like how far do you we, run that day? How, how far I feel. You know, sometimes it might be 10, sometimes yeah. it might be 20, sometimes it might be a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And then Wednesdays I swim with Triad again. Mm -hmm. And Thursdays is a ride. Um, and it's sometimes I try and do a run off the bike. And Fridays is a whatever day. So I do a run or a ride or a swim. And at the moment, I'm trying to do long ride on Saturday with a run off the bike. And Sundays is going to be a long run from now on. Yeah. So it's usually a fairly busy week. <laughs> and sometimes I use my Wednesday swim as a recovery session. So do you, hmm. do you get tired? <laughs> I just feel tired listening to that. Yeah. If I, if I get up in the morning and think I don't have any me today, I'll go for a walk. Um, okay. I, don't push, I don't push myself yeah. um, over and above what I think I can handle. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, do you think you're goal focused? So what pushes you to get out the door? Because obviously you, you're, you seem quite motivated um, <laughs> to keep moving. So what pushes you, do you think, to get out the door? Um enjoyment most of the time mm -hmm. um yeah even though I've taken out a couple of morning runs for swimming I do enjoy a morning run I love getting out there in the morning sunsets um, sunrises and mm -hmm. yeah and actually during winter when it's cold and still and icy the mornings are just beautiful nobody around it's um yeah it's it's really nice out of a morning mm. what if um what if it's raining 
How do you get yourself out the door then? Well, if it's not, if it's above 10 degrees, I'll still run. If it's yeah. below 10 degrees, I'll go and get on the bike in the garage. Okay, so you have an alternative. <laughs> I do have an alternative. <laughs> so yeah. You do race. So obviously you do the triathlons um, and I know you do running races as well. Do you find that they help motivate you or would you be doing it even if you didn't have races to train for? I would do it if I didn't have races to train for. Um, yeah, but uh, I do like to set goals with the races and, and work towards them. Um, yeah, so that's why I do it. I am definitely goal-focused. Yeah. yeah. So in your races, do you set yourself personal, um, I suppose, personal goals in the races? I do, but it also I also have a goal of finishing first. Yeah. And um, then trying to do the best I can. Um, some days isn't that good and other days it's, um, yeah, some days you shock yourself and some days you come away a little bit disappointed. But um, yeah. as long as you finish, that's the main thing. So when you say finishing first, you mean your first goal is to finish or finish, is your first yeah. goal to actually be the first person across the line? <laughs> no, no, my first, my first goal is to finish the event. <laughs> Although I know you, you actually have a potential to, <laughs> to do quite well, actually, up there on the yeah. podium. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, I mean, well, actually, for those people who don't know, you've taken to this exercise regime in the last five years or so. And I think you've shocked yourself as well at, at just how well you've been able to do. Yeah, I have done very well. So, very let well. us tell people. Have a moment to brag. Nobody likes bragging a bit, but they don't think we all like to listen because they love to hear what you've been able to achieve because it's amazing. And when you talk about where you've come from and where you are now, it's like, wow, you know, you it's incredible. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're most proud of that you've achieved. Probably my most, oh, well, my two most proudest are um, my Sydney Marathon, which I ran in 2018, which was my first one, which I ran three hours and three hours, 24, 25 minutes. That's yeah. awesome. I think it was, yeah, three hours. I think it was 24, 15 or 25, 15. Um, so that was my proudest um, moment. And that got me a, a Boston um, entry. entry, which I couldn't do because of COVID, but I did mm. run that um, virtually so mm -hmm. I've got my medal that was the main thing which I'm very proud of <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and my second most proudest event was um, last year's Coles Bay half um, Ironman I was third individual female and did a five hour 23 half Ironman so I was very half very proud of that um, that's yeah awesome. Yeah, so they're my two proudest ones. Yeah, yeah. So can you remember when you crossed the line in the marathon and realised that you'd done, you know, a great time and this is your first marathon? And da, 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 da. Can you remember just how how you felt about that? Like what was going through your mind? I don't think that the time didn't go through my mind at that stage. It was a bit later. It was, I'm finished. Yay. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, I didn't struggle, struggle, but I, I found it a bit overwhelming. You know, mm -hmm. I got to um, 
5k and felt really good and then felt like I was done at about seven and felt like I was struggling at about 15 Mm -hmm. um yeah so it it I would say it was my the worst I'd felt in a a marathon but it was the best I'd run yeah yeah Yeah. that's interesting isn't it but yeah I guess that even more pat yourself on the back finishing because a lot of people you know it's so well because a lot of people, when they start feeling those thoughts, negative thoughts start going through their their mind, and that then changes their performance too. They tend to slow. All that, it does. Yeah. Maybe I'm just talking about me. But that's that's what <laughs> to me. I can talk myself out of it very quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I can yeah. too. Yes, I'm not doing well. That I may as well slow down. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, so, what's your next? What's your next goal? What are you looking forward to? Um, in two weeks, I've got a half Ironman in Melbourne, so I'll be heading wow. over for that. Yeah, that's exciting. Yes, it is. Yes. yes. Have you done that's any triathlons out away from Tassie? No, this will be my first one out of Tassie. Yeah, because I think you know, I've, having not really done, have not really having not done any triathlons apart from being the runner in a team. <laughs> for a triathlon um the logistics when people travel to go and do triathlon I think is to move the bike I think it Mm. all seems quite um overwhelming really (laughs) yeah it is it is a bit Mm. yep be my first time traveling with my bike so you've got I guess you've had lots of advice on what to do and how to pack it up and how to I've got a I've got a bag there so hopefully it all goes in smoothly and it all stays nice and safely packed and we all get over there without any damage yeah well I can't I can't fix anything on it if it's broken (laughs) I did hear was it I was talking to somebody recently and they were talking about how they had to borrow a bike because their bike broke in transit touch wood I'm sure that won't happen to us no I was just like oh (laughs) yes if my mine breaks in transit I'll just turn around and come home (laughs) no yeah although I did also Mm. hear of somebody finding a bike in um, hard rubbish (laughs) and they just decided and it was quite a a good um quite a good like a not a a road bike but (laughs) mountain bike and I remember thinking and then they just took it and got got it serviced at a local bike shop and it was fine it was really good oh okay but there you go you could just pick up one in hard rubbish pick up one (laughs) yeah I'll just just go hunting around the streets for a new bike (laughs) that'd be weird anyway Mm. um so where do you it sounds like you like to train the running training around near where you live but are you more of a road runner or do you like trails as well I do like trails um I do more more running on road mm-hmm. every now and again think oh, I haven't been up to Trevallon for a while but I do enjoy going up to Trevallon and yep. yeah and I really love running the mountain bike tracks but yeah I don't get up there enough. Mm-hmm. Is that because well in some ways because you you're fitting a lot in and a lot of it's before work in the morning so it's much easier <laughs> obviously and time you know relevant yeah to just yeah. get out the door. Yeah, and in in summer I'm a bit snake phobic, so I think no, I'm not going up there. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm more likely to go up there in winter, especially if the um, roads are icy, and you go up there on the trails. It's a little bit safer than getting slippery on the road. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Yeah. What do you listen to when you are running? Are you listening to things, or are you not? Do you have something? I mean? yeah, always listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just whatever I like at the time. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of stuff that's um, sped up. Um, 
yeah so but I just always I like to listen to music when I run yeah yeah so just let you let you zone out and and enjoy the run so uh, do you think as well like do you sometimes because I know when I listen to music I often listen to podcasts or nothing at all depending on what's going on um but even if I am listening to something which could be a book or a podcast or music I find I still zone out and go I didn't actually hear anything for the last <laughs> because I was thinking about something or or whatever do you I do yeah yeah sometimes you you don't know what you were listening to or yeah Yeah. I do I do that yes yeah and what kinds of things do you trip over in your mind like you don't have to have details (laughs) what sort of things do you often (laughs) like do you find that your mind wanders to whether it's you know the events of the day or what you're having for dinner (laughs) Yeah, usually, um, yeah, what's, what I've got to do at work, what I haven't done at work, what I'm mm-hmm. behind on, um, yeah, quite often get a lot a bit stressed at work. So um, then it runs over in your mind, what you, mm-hmm. all the stuff you, you have to do and haven't got a chance to do yet. So mm-hmm. I find that I do that a lot. Um, yeah. At work, what do they think about your running? Um. I think some of them wouldn't really quite um, know at what level I do it. Um, yeah. yeah, and there's um, one lady who's very supportive and mm-hmm. the rest of them, yeah, probably don't really understand. Is that how far mm. is a marathon, about 5K? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, um, oh, you ran a marathon. Oh, what have I done to beat that? <laughs> it's everything, you know. Some, some people, everything's a competition too yeah. to, to come out on top. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a few like that at work. So, yeah. Why do you think, like just talking about your work and now I'm thinking a bit about your family knowing that, you know, two of your sisters anyway um, are having a little bit to do with running, <laughs> one more than the yeah. other. Um, why, why, how does that come about? Is that just, who was the first person out of the three of you that started that ball rolling recently in the last two years? Um, Fiona, she, she usually goes and does something and then says, do you want to come along? It's like she went out and did a, a triathlon one day and said, you know how to ride a bike, you know how to swim, you can come and do one too. <laughs> so she always, she always says that she starts things and then I take them to extreme. Yeah, I think she's right, <laughs> having observed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she's encouraged you to, to sort of, yeah, get started a yeah. little bit. And now, and now you've got um, Rebecca coming along. Yeah, yeah. So Rebecca's started running because her son's joined as well. So Marcus runs, so yeah. she may as well yeah. run while she's there. <laughs> I love that. I love it because it's, it's a really nice um, sort of family thing that everyone can share a little bit I think it is really well yeah yeah Yeah. wonderful um all right have you had an injury I've had um no real major injuries um but then again if I was out running and started to feel a niggle that I didn't know what was going on I would walk home I wouldn't push past it um occasionally I've had a few um IT band issues um Mm -hmm. And um, when I do a really long run, I get a pain in the bottom of my foot. Yeah. Um, but 
as soon as I stop running, that goes away. It just hurts while you run. So I don't, it's something to do with tight calves, but um, I've never had a major injury. Mm. We're touching the wood a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, When do you think you called yourself a runner or even if you call yourself a runner now? Um, Probably the first year, um, yeah, first year we started back at um, Launceston Running Club. Oh. Yeah, so that's probably when I decided, oh, I might be a bit of a runner here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And how long do you think you'll run for? Oh, I think I'll always do it because it's not just about competing. It's about being fit and healthy and it's about um, going out and, and I enjoy my runs. Yeah, so even if I didn't compete, I'd still run as long as I can. Hmm. I um, totally understand that. (laughs) Because (laughs) most people have said that, um, well, not most people, but yeah, a lot of people on the podcast have said that they'll just keep running as long as they can. Um, Although I think someone said uh, 75. (laughs) Stop running at 75. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, and then and then when you can't run, you can still walk anyway. Because yeah. then I get up and quite often, if I don't feel like um, going for a run or haven't got it in me, I'll go for a walk. Yeah. Do you mm. do park run much now? No, think? no, I haven't done park run for a, a long time. Um, yeah, actually, I never really enjoy a five k run. It's too hard having to push hard for <laughs> for. It's easier to go out and do a, a long run. Well, that makes me ask, what is your favourite distance then now? Um, probably the half marathon distance would be, um, yeah, favourite favorite distance. Hmm. Do you have any desires to do an Ironman, full Ironman? <laughs> I'm entered for Port Macquarie on the 1st of May. <laughs> oh, there you go. So yeah. going to Melbourne is just this small step into working out what it's like to travel and do a triathlon with your bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go a little so. further. Mm. That's yeah, exciting. So. Is there, it is. Are there any, yeah. like, um, things that you're not entered for yet but one day you'd really like to do? Um, I'm not sure really after, after the Ironman. Uh, mm. Because I don't know how longer, how much longer I want to do the big events. I'd rather mm-hmm. do um, ten smaller ones than damage my body doing a bigger one. So yeah. um, after the Ironman, I'll just see how I pull up and and what's what's you know what's my next goal after that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to keep moving. Well, that's but... right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I don't want to go out and and do all these big events and end up end up not being able to run later on yeah and that's one of the things of starting later in life your body's in better condition mm. um I think I, I haven't had injuries and that so my I don't have niggly knees or anything like that so it's it's nice to be at this stage in life and and feel really good why do you I mean apart from the fact that you have started a little bit older um what are there any other things that you do like something to do with your shoes maybe getting a regular massage I don't know what (laughs) other kinds of things that you do do you think that are helping maintain that well if 
if you've seen me run, I don't pick my feet up very high off the ground. <laughs> so I don't have I don't have a lot of impact with my running. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm more likely to get a trip injury than an <laughs> impact injury. So, um, yeah, and I do do a lot of running uphill, which promotes good form but um yeah. no I don't I don't have a lot of um jarring through my body when I do run so I think that probably helps a lot mm. Mm. um I have doing this podcast now I think you're like number 70 something anyway um it, it was only until talking to lots of other runners after all of the years that I've run that I realized that people have two or three pairs of shoes on the go at the one at one time whereas I will just have all the time that I've run, I would just have one pair of shoes and I'd just run in them for like 600 kilometres or whatever the rough thing is. And then I'd get a new pair of shoes and I'd start again. Uh, yeah. Unless I was doing trails versus, because I've got different shoes for trails. But it's like, how how do you, like with your shoes? I rotate them. Yeah. You do rotate. Hey, I'm like, nobody rotate. told me this. Some shoe store owner like Mike should have told me, hey, you need to be buying three pairs at a time, not one. Yeah, no, I rotate them and I log the, log the kilometres on them as well because sometimes you'll be running in a pair of shoes and you'll think, oh, don't feel good today. And then you'll look and think, oh, yeah, these are calling my new shoes, but I've done 600K in them. So, oh, wow. yeah, so um, I do, yeah, keep an eye on my shoes. Yeah, mm. it's just interesting because and I think it's some of those tips are actually really handy sometimes for people mm. who are new and starting because they can start with those, you know, yeah those kind yeah. of strategies straight off rather than being like me who's been running for a really long time and hasn't been doing that and maybe it would have stopped some of my no. who knows yeah and, and then sometimes you think oh those ones aren't good enough for a long distance but they're still good so you can just yeah. use them if you're doing a shorter run or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. and mm. so the massage you started that a few years ago you were telling me or not that long ago how long ago was it um, <laughs> I think it was when I did my first half marathon, which okay. was in Melbourne. I can't remember how long ago it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to a lady up Prospect and it's not very expensive. So yeah. oh, it's just nice to relax and, and um, get a massage every two weeks now I go. Yeah. So does she focus on all of your body or mostly your legs or just depending on what you need at the time? Back and um, backs of my legs and that and yeah, depending on you know if I've done a hard swim, she might do my arms, fronts of the legs. Um, mm. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, where she where she can feel tightness and that. Mm. Mm. What do you do outside of work, running, cycling, and swimming? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do enjoy mountain biking. Oh, of course. <laughs> Ah yes, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we rode up, um, rode up Ben Lomond. That was really nice. I might have seen that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, that was fun. So yeah, and um, running, cycling, and swimming's not always um, work. I mean, some of our rides are coffee rides. Um, yeah, after swimming in the morning, we go and have a cup of coffee. They're social as well as. Um, as well as getting your exercise so it's not just um going out there and and you know working hard all the time it's a social thing yeah and so do you find that you run more by yourself or with other people uh, running's definitely by myself um mm -hmm. that's running's my time yeah yeah but you yeah. do you go cycling obviously the swimming is with 
other people, even though your head's under the water all the time. It's not like yep. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why we go to coffee afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking it's kind of a different experience, isn't it? Um, yeah. But you, do, you cycle off, do you usually cycle with other people? Or is it? I do so, some in a group and um, mm. some by myself, yeah. yeah. As a sort of safety things, I suppose it's sometimes it feels better, you know, in a group. <laughs> yeah, it depends, <laughs> depends on where you're going. If, it's, if I'm by myself, I only stay around, um, around Riverside and okay. Nobelius Drive or I might head up further up Eccleston Road or that. Um, mm. Yeah, so I usually just do it that way if I'm by myself. Um, but if I'm with other people, I'll go out in other directions. Okay. Mm. Um, if you hadn't taken to running so well as you have done, Kathy, um, how do you think your life would be? Like what would you be missing in your life if you didn't have running? It would be mm. hard to do a triathlon, but um, <laughs> you <weren't> running. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of friendships from running, so I wouldn't have those friendships. Um, yeah, I suppose um, before I started running, I used to do a, a lot of travel, so I'd probably still be doing a, a lot more travel. Um, yeah, so it's sort of like it's a, it's just a change in, you know, your, your life goes through different cycles and different changes, and that's the cycle I'm in at the moment. But mm. it's a cycle I enjoy, and it's a cycle I'd like to stay in. So mm. if it's not a rude question, how heavy were you when you were at your heaviest during your that period of your life? Um 74. I think 74. I got up to about 74 kilo. I think yeah. I'm 74. I'm reckon I'm more than 74 kilo right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's a different makeup too. Um yeah. if it's if it's all fat, 74 at all fat as opposed mm. to 74. Um, muscle and fat is different whereas I was 74 all fat mm. um, yeah whereas now I'm usually between you know 54 and about 57 and um, yeah and a lot smaller it's so, you know you're not which makes it super tall either <laughs> no no <laughs> not the t- tallest person in the world no you're not, no. You're not that short either but you're not super tall <laughs> <laughs> uh, I struggle to get things off the top shelf at the supermarket. Oh, you do? How tall are you? Well, how tall are you? Uh, 159. Okay. No, I'm only yeah. 167 or something. So I'm not that yeah. tall. But I could no. probably just reach one shelf higher. Yeah. <laughs> <Not planning. laughs> anyway. So that's yeah. interesting because, you know, a lot of people, I think, start running because they want to lose weight. Like that tends to be. I certainly in the different periods of my life earlier on, that was one of the reasons. Um, after yeah. having my second child, I was um, 99 kilos. And mm. I started running when she was about two months old or something, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> and now she's 20, <laughs> 28. So, yeah. um, that in my adult, like I did run as a child as well. But, um, so I, but that was why. So that was the initial reason for me to start running. And plus I could remember that I enjoyed it when I was a kid. So <laughs> that kind of feeling of, of euphoria. So yeah. when you're running, you, you talked about that a little bit, actually, you know, that running in the morning when you see the, the sun rise. Um, and it does seem to me the way you described it, it is one of the reasons that you get out of bed. 
it is um, yeah yeah that desire to have that again and again and again it is yeah yeah no it's it's really nice out there it's peaceful and I don't know why everybody doesn't get up at that hour of the morning and go out <laughs> I know. does it I also there was a one run that I did many years ago where I ran from home into town and I was when I had an office job in town it's 20 odd uh, kilometers it was the first time I'd done anything like that and and I had to do you know go early in the morning just like you described and it was that you know seeing the sun come up over Ben Lomond and and heading towards town but not only that there was that empowerment that you get because you are taking yourself to work which is not a small distance without the use of a bike or a car or some other <laughs> mode of transport, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. And so there was this kind of empowerment thing that also um, I felt I can remember that quite viscerally, even though that was like a lot of time ago. Do you have those, have had you had those moments, you know, where you just felt strong, I suppose you feel strong and, and empowered that, you know, you can do whatever. Um, I guess so. Um, I've done that many morning runs that yeah. <laughs> most of them most of them don't stick in your mind. But um, sometimes I've done a few out to Tamer Island of the morning, and um, sometimes when you're running out there and the sun's coming up, I think I must get so slow because I forget what I'm even doing. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, so not, not so much. Yeah, it's not so much um, feeling strong and empowered. It's just relaxed and and calm I would yeah. say yeah. yeah yeah that being present like in that moment sun's coming up the birds are waking up yeah off down the yeah. river trying to get out of yeah. your way <laughs> mm, that's right it's beautiful out there actually I ran out there the other day oh did you um, yeah. yeah on Saturday um is there anything about running that you want to share that we haven't talked about Oh, not really. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's hard, but I mean, and it is hard, but mm. if you, you know, it doesn't have to, every run doesn't have to be hard. Um, running's not about going out and running a personal best every run. It's going out and enjoying yourself and having fun and, um, yeah, and, and saving your hard work for races, really. Mm. Do, you think, do you think your running has made your life easier? Do, do you feel that? It's made me more confident. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's helped in, in that way, I think. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. That, that's really important, isn't it? Especially <laughs> it for, or for all of us, really. It doesn't matter what you do with yourself. Being able mm. to move through the world confidently means that you, you get to take advantage of any opportunity that comes by your way as well and, and make the most of your life, really. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you walk a bit taller and a bit prouder when you're, mm. you're confident and um, happy with where you are at any point in time. I love mm. that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Think I know you have a message to get to. So <laughs> <laughs> before we go, however, um, I would love to get from you a couple of tips for a beginner runner what you would say to someone who came to you and said, Kathy, I want to start running. Where would you suggest I start? I'd just say to start out small. I mean, when I started um, first running, um, I would run and then walk and then run and then walk. And, and gradually those gaps get smaller until you say, I don't need to walk anymore. And it's just a matter of being persistent and, 
and um, keeping going yes. and, and continuing to do it. You're not going to be able to do it if you do it once and don't go back to it for three or four weeks. Yep. So consistency is mm. king it is. when it comes yes. to, uh, to making the most of running and, and actually a lot of things in life, I think. Sometimes. <laughs> most things, I think, yeah. That's right, being yep. consistent. Do you have a coach? I didn't. I meant to ask if you had any no, coaching with your no, no. I just yeah, no. I just do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. find plans or um... I don't even do that. I just work at what I'm short on. Um, okay. Sometimes with the three disciplines, I, I muck things up because you know it's all of a sudden you start focusing too much on swimming or too much yeah. on riding, and then think, oh God, I forgot my running. Um, so it's it's hard to juggle it, but um, yeah, I just work on what I think I'm short at, and um, okay. yeah, do it that way. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, oh. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I will let you go because I know that you have a message to get to. As I said, <laughs> I do appreciate that you have spent some time with us sharing your story. It is quite inspirational. I love um, where you've come from and where you're going. It's um, it is very fascinating and, and inspirational so thank you for sharing thank you. With us. i'm sure it'll help people hey thanks for having me <laughs> thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit Head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.